everyone. Hey, George and James. You know what? Jesus has a story for us this week. But first, I have a little question for you guys. You can see these delicious cupcakes, can't you? George, what if I were to say, I'm going to give you four cupcakes and you can choose to do with them whatever you want. You can choose to eat them all or you could choose to share one with your kind brother James or share two or share three or share four. And what if I told you that for every cupcake you share with your brother, I would add two more cupcakes so that then one cupcake would actually equal three cupcakes. So George, if you gave James one cupcake, how many cupcakes would you have left? Uh, three. Three, thank you, Emily. You'd have three cupcakes. James, how many would you have? Three. Three cupcakes, is that fair? Yeah. That's fair. What would happen if you gave all of your cupcakes to James? I all four of your <laughs> cupcakes and I gave two more for each of those three cupcakes. Now, James, start counting how many cupcakes would you have? Twelve. You would have twelve cupcakes. Wow, James, George, how many would you have? You would have zero cupcakes. Would you want to do that? No. Not so much, but you know what, James, what if I also told you that you have the power to choose to eat all of these cupcakes, or you have the power to also give some cupcakes? What could you do? Oh, so what would that look like if you gave George half of your cupcakes? If you gave George six cupcakes, George, how many would you have? Six. And how many would you have left? Six. You would have six. George, how many cupcakes did you start out with? Four. And is six greater than four? Yeah. So is that a better deal? Yeah. You gave away all of your cupcakes to James but James was kind enough to share some with you. So you each got more than you had before. So I think maybe that gets at what Jesus might be having to say to us this day. Thanks, you guys. It's hard for us to think about the idea of giving away all we've got because we immediately recognize that we'll be left with nothing. Sometimes we are able to share just enough to create a situation of where things will be fair. We think of how if we have a little, then someone else will have a little, and it's fair. One cupcake given turns into three cupcakes for each. It's fair. But worrying about being left with nothing or working to make things fair are human terms and human perspectives, not those of God. Who comes to your mind as someone who has made a positive impact in your life? 
Maybe it was a parent or a grandparent. Maybe your spouse or a child or children. Maybe a friend that you have known for a long time. Maybe it was someone that you've known through church. Someone who was a teacher or an example of faith to you. Someone that you have been blessed by in so many different ways over so many years throughout the course of your life. Now think about what they have done. Think about specifically the things that they have said, that the kindness that they have shown you, the love shared, and add up all of the times that their words or their actions or the simple ways they lived their life touched yours. For every minute of time spent with you, add $20. For every time you experienced love from them, add $50. And for every way that they have shaped who you are and how you live, add $1,000. Can you even begin to put a number of the value of having them in your life. I'm guessing too, that there has been more than just one person who has made a significant impact in your life. When I was in confirmation, I remember uh, most Wednesdays, there would be a group of us that would walk to church which was no small thing. It was a couple miles away and it probably took us about 25 to 30 minutes to get there. And we would even do it in the coldest days of winter as well. And when we'd finally arrive at church, we would all line up at the pot machine with our two quarters and we would pick out what we wanted to drink during confirmation class. And after class was over at 5.30, my, my friend's grandmother would come and pick us up and would take us to Sammy's Subs for dinner before confirmation choir started. And every week we would tell her all of our trials and tribulations from the day. Because let's face it, there is no time in your life more awful than when you are in middle school. And while I don't remember any of our woes that we shared with her over the years, I do remember the way that she would just keep listening to us, share story after story. And I especially remember the way that she would find something in our conversation to laugh about. It was never a laugh at us, it was just, a laugh in response to something, in response to some situation or um, story that we had shared. And the way that she laughed would she would kind of tilt her head back so that this joy would just flow from her. This laughter that was un, unable to be contained. This laughter that was contagious, that for sure would even bring a smile to our faces. She is one of so many people in my life that as I look back, I see what a difference she made. 
I think about the example that she set, not only on those Wednesday nights, but on Sunday mornings when I saw her at church too. She was a person who was generous of spirit, who was kind and caring, who was always sort of just there. And what did she do? She wasn't afraid to take two very talkative girls out for dinner for subs every single week. She didn't worry about how much it was gonna cost her. She didn't worry about the time that she could be spending doing something else, anything else. And even though it seemed like we got way more from her, hopefully her laughter was a little sign of the joy that she entered into every week. When it comes to our parable for today, it sounds pretty harsh, doesn't it? We struggle to understand what Jesus could be implying here. It's one of the last parables that Jesus tells, he's still in the midst of the last week of his life. And it seems to suggest to us that the rich just get richer and the poor are left with nothing. How can that be? And what further complicates this story are the little details about each was given to according to their ability. And the other little complication is this word talent, which in Jesus's day was a coin. It was a sum of money equal to about 15 years of a common laborer's wages. 15 years. Now you do the math. What would that look like in your own life? 15 years of income. What could you do? What would you do if you had that sum of money? Now in our world, we also use the word to refer to the skills or gifts or abilities that people inherently have and choose whether or not to use. So if one coin was equal to about 15 years of wages, then five coins would be worth 75 years worth of wages. Probably a lot longer than most people even lived to in Jesus's day. And if two coins were worth 30 years worth of wages, and even one coin, still a lot of money, way more than most people would ever have in their possession at any one time. So when the landowner returns after a very long time of being away, he praises the first two who have doubled what they were originally given. But the third receives this rather harsh judgment for simply burying the coin. But he chose to do nothing with what he had been given. He took no risk. And worse than hiding the talent, he buried himself. And in so doing, 
He missed out on experiencing the joy, not only at the end with the invitation to do so, but he missed out on experiencing the joy all throughout those years as well. And his judgment becomes much more than one imposed on him as much as it is one that he has imposed upon himself in fear, in darkness, in a place that knows no joy, unable to see that all along the perspective of the landowner was about lavish abundance and generous gifts that doubled when shared. Does it spark joy? That's the question that's made famous by Marie Kondo when it comes to keeping a tidy home. But it may actually have first been a question that Jesus proposed we ponder about while we wait for his return and wonder, what are we to do with what we have been given? And chances are, if it's something that sparks joy within us, the return is only gonna be doubled or tripled or quadrupled on those around us. Amen.